to survive. When peace is abundant, we experience God's shalom, but when it is absent, it's like gasping for air. On the night of Christ's birth, the angels appeared with a blessing of peace and goodwill for men and women upon whom God's favor rests. On the night of Christ's birth, the shepherds rushed to Bethlehem to find the Messiah wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And while Mary pondered these things in her heart, the shepherds returned to their sheep, giving praise and glory to God because they had seen the Prince of Peace. The scripture reading this morning is Micah chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler of, over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. Last week, we told the first half of the story of the shepherds who were living out in the fields near Bethlehem, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Rugged, working-class men who were terrified by the appearance of an angel. Seeing their fear, the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Last week, our story ended there. The shepherds steal out in the fields by night. What happened next on that dark hillside was the inspiration for Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And, and outside of the resurrection, I think it was perhaps one of the most magnificent scenes in the New Testament, a scene that has inspired artists for centuries. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel. The shepherds must have been in awe of what was unfolding in, in front of them. The angels were vast in number, and I didn't feel like any of the artists really captured that. We have no idea how many angels appeared, but Luke described them as a great company. There's a passage in, in Hebrews where speaking of, the, of how superior Christ is uh, to the laws of the Old Testament, the author wrote, you have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, 
to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. Thousands upon thousands in that passage is actually the word myriad. It's a number so large that it can't be counted, something that is innumerable. One Bible scholar estimated that it's 400 billion. That is pure speculation, but it's a lot of angels. The night sky must have lit up with thousands upon thousands or maybe even billions of angels that night out on the fields as the shepherds were watching. What they may have seen was far more magnificent than anything depicted by artists. And this multitude of great hosts of angels were all praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those upon whom his favor rests. If you look at that statement, there is an attribution to God and there is an attribution to us. The attribution to God is glory. The word glory is actually doxa. You recognize that word from the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all you creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen, 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 amen. How do we give glory to God? There are a number of ways. One is when we sing. There's a huge responsibility upon us as worshipers. We tend to sometimes put all of the responsibility on the praise team or the worship leaders, but we come to worship God and to give him glory in our praise. So sing with that intent that we are praising God. According to Philippians 2.11, when we confess that Jesus is Lord, it gives glory to God. Verse reads, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of God the Father. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, Paul wrote, whether you eat or whether you drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We are to live every aspect of our lives for God's glory. Our jobs, our recreation, Um, All that we do is to be uh, designed to cause people to praise God and to recognize his goodness. The Bible teaches that the heavens declare the glory of God. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. One of my neighbors is a farmer, and he took this picture and posted it on Facebook last week. Anytime that we see a magnificent sunrise or a magnificent sunset or the majesty of the mountains, and we pause and we say, God, you are amazing. The work of your hands is incredible. 
Every time we do that, we are giving glory to God. I have a few photographs that were taken from the Hubble telescope. Just want to show them to you for a moment here. They'll go through them kind of slowly. These are all photographs that you, you look at them and you can't help but say, oh, that's amazing. But there's so much out in the universe that we can't see with our own eyes that attest to the magnificence and the beauty and the glory of our creator. This, this scene is actually called the pillars of creation. But those scenes from the, from the telescope should cause us all to reflect on what a magnificent and amazing God we have. God, God big enough to make and sustain something that beautiful. I saw a show on TV this last week where they were interviewing someone from NASA about the next uh, telescope that they are going to launch. And it is able to look back to the moment when the universe was created. Whenever we look at light, we're actually looking, when we look at the stars, we're looking at things that happened millions of years ago. And we're going to look far out into the universe and see those things. It's just amazing, uh, the glory of God in the heavens. So the angels announced the glory that is attributed to God. What did they announce to the shepherds and us? And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The massive angelic host promised the shepherds that God's peace would rest upon those who he favors. Those he favors means those with whom he is pleased. Our actions, the way that we live our lives, can please or displease God. If we please him, he showers us with peace. There are a number of different words in the Bible that are translated peace. This one implies a time when everything is tied up together into a whole. It's the idea of shalom that Aaron referenced when she did the Advent reading. It implies a time when everything will be made whole. Nothing broken, no loose ends, so that we can rest in the peace of God. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen them, they spread the word concerning what had been told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and she pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were exactly just as they had been told. Please sing with us. Hail the Son of 